to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. It has been one year since the international community has declared a pandemic for our COVID-19. And I have to say, I've gotten many messages, DMs, emails saying that People were skeptical when you and I, Binkley, said from the get-go, this isn't going to be two weeks. It's got to be a whole year so that you've gone through every single holiday and everything. They cannot institute a new normal. It wasn't going to be, I think what we said was it wasn't going to be an earthquake. It was going to be a war. Like, that's the kind of crisis that they were laying down on us. Plus, we did a lot of work on Event 201, and that said that it was going to be 18 months from start to finish. That would have been, I guess, November 2019. It launched right after that. Our show, the WSB, the Monica Perez show on WSB was taken off the air a year ago, February 29th. There is none, so it was March 1st. So all of this stuff kind of happened one year ago. We knew it was going to have a lasting impact. It definitely has. And uh, but I'll tell you where I think it's going from here. But let's what are your thoughts on this? It makes me wonder if there's going to be another spike that drives us to this 18 month mark or if we're going to slowly kind of fade, fade it out, do a slow fade to get to the, the 18 month mark. It feels like we're not preparing to take the mask off or to get back to normal. It feels like we're preparing to live with the new normal that they've created. Yes. Okay. So I have a couple of things to say about that. One is I do agree that they want a new normal that includes mask wearing and that kind of thing. I, a patron stimulated my thoughts on this subject. I, I mean, what do I know? But I, I don't, I don't get the sense that we're going to get another surge in the illness. What I feel like they're doing now is, they are, I think people are starting, you sent me a post, and I think this is true for other people. They're starting to know people who got sick or had a bad reaction to the vaccination. So what I think is happening right now, I mean, this is just speculative gut stuff. I don't know. But as I'm not puzzling through it, I'm just telling you my gut, which is I think that they are ginning up a sense of real urgency to get the vaccination, especially with states, quote, prematurely lifting mask mandates. And the Texas AG is actually suing Austin for not yet lifting its mask mandate. I absolutely hate it when Republicans lead the charge in undermining subsidiarity like a higher level government sues a lower level government to enforce, you know, a state or federal law that Republicans should not do that. It's an unsound principle for a small government. I don't like it, but that's what they're doing. So there's this aggressiveness coming out about lifting mandates and moving forward. Maybe they take out Cuomo, probably more likely than Newsom, but they take these guys out and then their successors open it up more and over like they uh, uh, kind of it neutralizes the guys who were the strictest. And then you have this sense of like, I got to get that vax. And then I feel like in the, that, and this is kind of a hopeful thought, when they get to that 75% vaccinated thing, the 25% of the people who, those people who didn't get vaccinated by then are not getting vaccinated voluntarily. And they could try to make it some kind of mandate. I know that they are trying to make it a kind of apartheid through that fascistic 
business rules rather than laws way. But I just, I feel like at 75%, maybe midsummer, whatever, they will back off a little bit. They will, they will let the people who didn't get the vax, you know, kind of ease up on that, but they will emphasize the social distancing, the masking, this persistent fear and base that on this non-vax segment of the population. So I think that's where we're headed. And I think maybe they'll like say there's a spike in cases just to get over that finish line. But that's I feel like that's the home stretch. Yeah, they're pushing hardcore to get people to voluntarily go out and get the vaccine by saying you will be allowed your freedom if you get the vaccine. Those are what the headlines say, which is kind of extraordinary. You'll get some freedom if you go get the vaccine. Yeah, it's a little crazy. So I was trying to think back about when, you know, the world changed and they said all this stuff so that everything did not come down that day in March 11th, 2020. And one thing that I know we're going to talk about is the Chauvin trial in Minneapolis, which is underway, I guess the jury selection is underway. And I, I remember at that time, I think it was in May, Noticing that absolutely nobody in any of the little snippets of video that we saw was wearing a mask except for one cop and a kind of a side view thing, a cutaway thing that I I just wondered if it was even real or not. And I'm trying to remember now, like how widespread mask wearing was. And I remember thinking some people are wearing masks. Some there, there, you always have medical personnel who have worn masks, but I remember at that time thinking it's not quite, doesn't quite make sense that a bunch of cops and other people in the inner city, a couple of months into this thing, nobody is wearing a mask. And that adds to my Chauvin looks so much older now than he did in the mug shots or in that picture. I just, I'm a little suspicious about the timing of all of this, but it doesn't mean that we don't have to deal with it in the here and now. And I understand that Minneapolis is experiencing a kind of siege mentality lockdown thing like in D.C. I think that's very telling. And I think that's going to feed into a bigger picture narrative. But we still have the basic narrative of uh, what sparked the Black Lives Matter protest last year. Yeah, the George Floyd murder case, we talked earlier this week about the third degree charge potentially being added to Derek Chauvin's trial, what he's being charged with. And they did. The judge did okay the third degree murder charge against Chauvin. Judge Peter Cahill, he said Thursday, he reinstated the third degree murder charge against Chauvin. This is just a day after the Supreme Court had rejected Chauvin's efforts to block the charge. Okay, so, so that was made the prosecution. Sense. Yeah, I have to correct to myself because yesterday I thought it was the defense attorneys who were after it and I've, I've said repeatedly I don't I'm not really following this case very closely because for some reason it just doesn't really interest me I just don't think you know I just I'm waiting to see how they use it for propaganda purposes but the nitty-gritty I feel like is so manipulated but I could not get my mind around why the defense would want to bring that third yeah. degree charge in so it was the prosecutors yeah, yes that makes, that makes a lot of sense and this helps prosecute by giving the jurors one more option to convict Chauvin with. So is there a distinction? I heard some talk that there wasn't really much of a distinction between the second degree and third degree charge, but uh, do you have the wording on that? Yeah, the second degree charge in Minnesota, Minnesota murder in the second degree, 
causes the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any person while committing or attempting to commit a felony. Oh, offense. it's a felony murder charge. Got it. Okay. Yes. So the maximum sentence for the second degree is 40 years. Okay. So now, the, that is different. The third, degree, the third degree. Yeah. The third degree charge is murder in the third degree is without intent to affect the death of any person causes the death of another person by perpetrating an act imminently dangerous to others and evincing a depraved mind without regard for human life. And the maximum sentence there is 25 years. Well, if he was following orders, he did not. I don't think they are going to say that he had depraved mind. That's yeah. Then that's where the argument is going to come in with the training manual saying that he was following the training manual and they're continuing to do the jury selection. They have seated six jurors and there was an interesting article in CNN titled what we know about the jurors selected so far in the Derek Chauvin trial. And the article says, we don't know their names, but here is a description of them. And I'm going to read you the description. Then we'll, we'll talk about, we'll see what you think about them. The first juror selected was a white man in his 20s or 30s who works as a chemist and said he has an analytical mind. The second juror was a woman of color who appears to be in her 20s or 30s. She said she was super excited about getting the jury questionnaire form. The third juror was a white man in his 30s who works as an auditor. The fourth juror is a white man in his 30s or 40s who, is said, who said he had a very favorable view of Black Lives Matter. He also said he believed that police are more truthful than other witnesses. And he's planning to get married on May 1st. And he told the court that if he was selected for the trial, he could delay the wedding. The fifth juror is a black man in his 30s or 40s who moved to the U.S. 14 years ago and said he had a somewhat negative view of Chauvin, but he also strongly disagrees with defunding the police. And so he had a view of Chauvin already and he was chosen? They asked all of them if yeah, they had they a shouldn't, view about Chauvin. They yeah. should have no views on any of that stuff. Yeah. That's a little fishy. He also said that police make him feel safe. The sixth juror is a man who is a truck driver and said Chauvin gave him the impression of showing his authority in the George Floyd video. I think what CNN is doing here is trying to leave breadcrumbs so that online sleuths can go on and find more details about who these people are so that they can then dox them so that they can intimidate them into not actually looking at the evidence, but voting the way that the public and the mob wants them to not vote, uh, uh, finding yeah. in a way. That stuff's pretty general, so I don't think those people are in any danger, but it doesn't mean that they don't think, think they are. I think they're but absolutely to think that in cops danger. Witnesses are more truthful. I mean, you could probably statistically prove that cops are less likely to face punishment for perjury than your average person. Yeah, these people. And are that all, would lead to different behavior. They're in the Minnesota area. They, these breadcrumbs can be looked at like a, a wedding on May 1st. You get the guy's ethnic background. You hear his voice because you can't see them, but you can hear their voice during the jury selection process. That's so people big. will recognize the voice. Yeah, that's big. They'll, yeah. they'll put it together. Yeah. The voice and, is big. Yeah. So. I, and, I think and a this, date for a wedding that is yeah, uh -huh. but it, like a, an analytical mind isn't know, really going to get you anywhere. But the fact that he said he had an analytical mind, I would if I knew somebody kind of thought that of themselves and told that of others kind of voluntarily, 
then that's that's a trait that you know these are but these details are coming out in other areas too yeah and that's the thing focus yeah, it, on the, it's yeah, a mosaic the focus on the jury is just it seems like an intimidation tactic to have mm-hmm. so much focus on that and have it be so public publicized Washington so there were some bombs that were put outside allegedly some pipe bombs that were put outside of the Democrat National Convention and, and the the RNC this is on January 6th and they have released a video of the person who was out there and the video the FBI released the footage of the pipe bomb suspect these images show him placing the pipe bombs on January 5th the night before the assault on the Capitol and it's on the FBI's YouTube channel if you want to watch it. It shows multiple angles, and here's a description. The guy's dressed in dark pants. He's got on a light-colored hoodie and gloves. His face is obscured by glasses and a mask, wearing a mask. I thought we had the technology now to see through those masks. I yeah, think they do. Yeah. And he's carrying a bag in one hand. He's wearing Nike sneakers. And the FBI has offered $100,000 for any information leading to his arrest. I wonder... How many people are going to be clamoring to call the FBI to turn in their family or friend to say, I think it was him. I think it was her. Yeah, they'll probably get thousands of leads. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Well, the they bombs probably never know who detonated, it is anyway. We know that, but they do say <laughs> I'm sure the pi- they know who it is. Yeah, I'm sure. They, they say the pipe bombs were viable. All right. Fair so enough. I, that's interesting. I, I think there's going to be another shoe to drop on that. I, that might be a bombshell to push some of this stuff over the top when it comes to accusing Trump supporters and QAnon of being violent domestic terrorists. Because this story has been laying in the weeds, you know. To me, this yeah. is the biggest story of. Well, January they're certainly 6th. using both the left and the right to justify the kind of martial law that we're seeing descend everywhere. In Minneapolis, it's against BLM. In DC, it's against the Antifa. In Portland, it's against the BLM. So they're just they're bringing it down everywhere, and it doesn't, you know, depending on what narrative they want to tell, they'll say it's one side or the other. But I think it's all about justifying this martial law. Yeah. So we were talking about the vaccine earlier. There was a report that was an investigation done by a Utah news station, an investigation into the side effects of COVID-19. And they found four reported deaths filed in Utah by, by families and their caregivers. And they filed it to the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System. And the story focused on one specific case of a 39-year-old mother from Utah who died four days after taking her second dose of the Moderna COVID vaccine. She was healthy as a horse, according to her family, had no known underlying conditions. This is according to her dad. And I can go through her symptoms that she experienced. The day after getting the vaccine, the second shot, she complained that she was drinking fluids but not urinating, and she had a headache and nausea. By Wednesday, she took the shot on the Monday. She felt a little better, but then on Thursday, her heart began racing, and she was taken to the hospital and began throwing up as soon as she got there, and she became less and less coherent. They then did a blood test. Actually, I know someone, a 14-year-old boy, a a child of a person I used to work for, who died years ago. This was a long time ago, but he it was the only time I'd ever heard of anyone who died of a cold, and I'm guessing it was a coronavirus. And we said, like, was it the flu? And they're like, no, it wasn't a flu. It was more like a cold. So I'm thinking it was coronavirus. And that's what happened. His heart was, like, in enlarged, and he was throwing up, and, and he also had a fever. But they took him to the hospital, and he died. It was unbelievably tragic. It was yeah. so shockingly tragic. They did a blood test 
when she was at the hospital and it, and it immediately came back and they said she was very, very sick and her liver was not functioning. And the doctors tried to stabilize her for a transplant, but her condition worsened. By Friday, she could no longer talk and she ultimately died Friday evening. A couple of things. She was intubated. So she got there. She was intubated. She This is in less than 12 hours. She went from being healthy to being intubated and to on life support. And her father who, despite losing his daughter, says that he got the vaccine and you should too. Hmm. And he is a member of the National Guard and a former member of the military, ex-military. So so what do they think? I mean, that, those symptoms seem weird to me. Like they, they aren't your typical vax reaction symptoms. It almost feels like it's more of the symptoms of coronavirus i would think i don't know that's what it sounds like and which you could maybe get it from that because that's what they say about these are not vaccines we call them vaccines it's gene therapy yeah so they don't they say you can now moderna is not the viral vector one but they say the viral vector one which actually has the protein spikes of this might too but anyway so it depends on what one you're looking at but some are are they they are not sure but they say it is a possibility that the virus gets activated she was working at the time as a surgical tech for plastic surgeons and a bunch of people at her work had flu-like symptoms and the vaccine was part of her job which seems to imply that she was required to get the vaccine and if everybody there was experiencing flu-like symptoms that would make sense but I hadn't even thought about that, really. I, I, I guess I should have, but being forced to get the vaccine because of your job and having an adverse reaction, is there going to be a lot? You're not allowed to sue the your work? Probably not. Well, that is what... So, I, a couple of lawyers I've been reading, a guy I used to actually know was quoted in the journal saying companies can require it but he advises his clients not to require it until it's been approved by the fda rather than emergency authorized so if you're going to require it and it hasn't been approved not that you're opening yourself up to liability because the atmosphere certainly does not seem like they're going to punish people for that I mean, obviously, the entire weight of the political and media spectrum is on encouraging the vaccination. So I doubt that they would do that. But but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, and I don't know if insurance companies who also kind of require or encourage it, if they are going to be free from having to take care of vaccine reactions. I don't think they are, but yeah. you cannot sue a vaccine company for adverse vaccine reactions. I mean, it is going to open up a whole legal can of worms. I don't know, but my guess is that none of them will be resolved until after that 75% vaccinated. Yeah. This, this one particularly is a tragic story. She's 39 healthy, uh, according to her family, didn't need the vaccine. She didn't need the vaccine yet. She gets it because of her work. Why did she, why would she need it? What do you mean? Who needs it? I'm saying she didn't need it. She's, I know, but who needs it? I, I don't, I don't know what they convince you that people who are vulnerable need it, but... Well, this is the thing. It was the Moderna vaccine. So, as I've said before, the Moderna trial was 15,000 people got the vax, 15,000 people got the saline placebo. That's 30,000 people in the study. In the entire study, 
one person died of COVID. It was a person who got the saline instead of the vax, but that's one in 15,000. That's the efficacy, one in 15,000 or whatever. I don't, I don't know how, how they technically what efficacy means, but how they define it. That definition is a little screwy. So my claim was always if one person out of 15,000 dies from the vaccine, then getting the vaccine is no riskier than yeah, just getting yeah. COVID. I mean, just like to say, just for thought experiment purposes, I'm not doing math, but I'm just saying. Right. So when you see people who can actually die from it, you really want to dig into those numbers. I mean, I have no faith that this thing works at all. And people are all getting these side effects and they're preparing people for these side effects. And it's kind of making people go, well, I, I'll be fine once they start to feel the side effects. But here, clearly... You should go get checked out if you start to feel side effects because you don't want to be like this this woman, right? Yeah. So at what point are you allowed to worry? I'll say it again. It, the fact they try to get people not to even question the side effects it is it really bothers me. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, there, there. You know, I've noticed that I don't really know what to make of this, but there are a bunch of stories I noticed about uh, hacking. Microsoft had a bunch of hacking. There was this thing called Verdaca, which is the cameras getting hacked. Let me read you a a, a couple of passages that just explain this. The uh, Microsoft hack. Ex uh, Adds to the urgency of warnings being issued by authorities about the weaknesses found in Microsoft Exchange software. At least 10 different hacking groups used a recently discovered flaw in Microsoft Corp's Corporation's mail server software to break into targets around the world. And I re and then this other thing was Verdak. I think Shannon sent me this. A group of hackers say they breached a massive trove of security camera data collection collected by Silicon Valley startup Verkata. Verkata? Verkata. Gaining access to live feeds of 150,000 surveillance cameras inside hospitals, companies, police departments, prisons, and schools. So when I see stories like this, yeah, there can be hacking, but I think about Klaus Schwab saying, you guys were conditioned white, basically, uh, unaware that there was a pandemic around the corner. You're unaware now there's a cyber attack around the corner. And I don't know if they're going to use it to incapacitate us now that we're all in the tubes or if they're going to just use it to hack us and justify this data breach. Well, your data is already out there like hospitals. That's all your health data. They're really not supposed to supposed to be anonymized. We know it's not. Yeah, it's just I, I feel like these are these are warnings they've been coming at us for a long time, though. This this hack stuff, I just I don't know where it's pointing. It's showing how vulnerable vulnerable we are by having everything on the cloud. That's the thing I worried about. First time I heard about the cloud is that's going to get hacked. You can't tell me that's not yeah. going to eventually get hacked. That's where cyber war is focused. Maybe it's preparing us for a well, cyber war. I never worry about the hacking. I worry about the data collection and not even privately. I worry yeah. about the government data collection. I mean, I feel... I mean, I put it out there, but if I didn't, I would feel pretty chilled against any kind of political organization, which is funny because that's what Kaczynski was saying. He's like, and other, and this guy, Jim Keith, that I've been reading lately, they were saying in the 90s, we only got about 15 or 20 years if you want to stop the Leviathan from really taking over. Because after that, the surveillance state will be in, 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 undefeatable. So I'm a little worried it's too late. 
Yeah. For our last big story of the Free 30, we're going to talk about 12 COVID vaccine posts that will get you kicked off of Facebook. But before that, I want to tell you a little bit about what's going to be in the Patron 15, which is we're going to talk about Garland's hearing that was today. And we're going to hear from a patron who attended. And Obama says something about Biden by saying nothing at all. And I also want to give a big thank you to our sponsor of today's show, True Hemp Science. True Hemp Science are your CBD experts. What makes them different is that they create this handcrafted, quality, full-spectrum CBD products by sourcing the highest-grade hemp from around the world. My personal favorite is the... Acapulco Gold Lotion with hemp extract, 550 milligrams. Smells great, feels great. My friend stole it from me, so I I have to get some more. And I love their t-shirts because their t-shirts, they they fit great, they feel great, and they look kind of rock and roll. So you can check them out at truehempscience.com slash prop report. And if you use the coupon code prop code, you will get a discount. And I believe, Monica, you have some experience as well with their products. Uh, you have to go to truehemscience.com slash, I think it's slash propaganda report, and then you will find their special propaganda report. It's slash prop report. Mm-hmm. And then you can see their specials just for our listeners. But yeah, so, you know, the F. FDA, whatever. Like, I don't know how they deal with supplements or things like that. What you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say. But my guy at True Hemp Science sends me samples and variety packs and all sorts of really fun products that I love to play around with. Well, there he sent me one thing, number 32. It's this emulsified, I mean, I guess you could call it CBD oil, but it's not really oily keep it in the fridge actually tastes delicious i don't know how that happened but uh and i so i'm basically off the sauce i have cut down on my cocktailing for reasons of weight and also it's lint and i just at night after dinner i put 15 drops of this stuff in uh, a little bit of water and i never think about having a cocktail whatever and i have noticed i know this sounds crazy but you know like uh, could be a placebo but i don't think so because I'm not really prone to that too much, I have noticed that my mood has been so much better. I have no idea why. I think it might have an impact on your um, hormone production or whatever. I have no idea. I'm just beginning to really understand why folks use it. And I always think this about stuff like, oh, yeah, right. I don't know if that if that really works. I'm telling you, when people get this committed to it, I know a lot of people who just swear by it. I wasn't sure there was anything to it, but I am now I'm on the on the path of really understanding why people love the CBD products and particularly True Hemp Science has the super high quality stuff. So we're happy to have them sponsor us. I'm extra happy because I love the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Check them out. TrueHempScience.com. I also want to encourage you all to register at ThePropReport.com so that we can include you in our low volume mailing list. We have actually used it zero times thus far, so it is truly low volume. (laughs) But we are cooking up a monthly newsletter and are collecting email addresses so that we can contact 
contact you if we get deplatformed once again. We just want to have a way to be able to reach out and tell y'all what's going on. If you don't like Twitter, go to thepropreport.com and click on the tab Press Pool to join other like-minded Propaganda Report listeners as well, where you can share headlines and commentary with us and each other and, and communicate with the uh, the community. And our latest feature on thepropreport.com is a meeting place to plan meetups. So go to thepropreport.com, click on the Meetups tab to see if there is a get-together in your area, if there's one planned over there. Or you can plan one yourself. And we are planning to attend a few of these ourselves. So let's make that happen. And go I've ahead, got Mark. a couple posted there, actually. New York, I'm going to do Atlanta, April 18th. I'm going to do uh, New York, April 20th. It's awesome. going to be in the sticks. So you got to respond if you want to meet up with me because <laughs> we're just going to get a table somewhere and have a couple of drinks. And then I'm going to be at Childerberg the afternoon. The afternoon, it's a Saturday afternoon. It's the last Saturday in May and Childerberg's like in the, it's outside of Austin. So if you want to know details about that, I think it's Childerberg.com, but you can follow him at, at Childerberg. Anyway, so those are three things I'm actually going to be at if y'all are interested. Awesome. Check that out at thepropreport.com. And now on to our final story of the day. This is from the AARP, surprisingly a website that does have a lot of interesting resources, especially if you are into finding out what the latest online scams are. But here they have given us an article about COVID-19 vaccine posts that are not allowed. Twelve specific examples. Number one, these are things you cannot post on Facebook, otherwise you will get kicked off, according to the AARP. The first one is, sure, you can take vaccines if you don't mind putting poison in your body. (laughs) That's the first one. The second one is the COVID-19 vaccines were not tested against a placebo during clinical trials. Really? You're not allowed to to say that? that. Oh, no. The correct answer would be most of them were not tested against a saline placebo. Usually they use another vaccine for the placebo. Um, yeah, they you say, understand. It's just tricky. They say here that also prohibited are claims that the vaccine was not tested or that people died as a result of the Pfizer biotech vaccine during clinical trials. OK, but you but what if it's AstraZeneca? It didn't say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just that's like Snopes like and it's <laughs> very Snopes like <laughs> tricky. Number tricky three, enough. it's safer to just get the disease rather than the vaccine. Claiming building natural immunity is safer than the vaccine acquired immunity. That's barred. Say that again. That it's barred to claim right, that building right. natural yeah. immunity is safer. Number four, the COVID-19 vaccines won't protect you. Not allowed to say that. Number five. Oh, I think I just said that. These are posts, so. No, I know. But like, yeah. I think I basically, I just, no, I never say that. I just say I have no faith. Yeah. Right. I don't believe I'm not a believer. Yeah, I'm an really. apostate. Me me as well. I don't know what that means, but I assume I'm I'm an apostate. Doesn't well actually I think an apostate means that you used to believe and then you are against it. Yeah. In a religious sense. And I did get my kids vaccinated, but I don't know if I ever really thought about it that hard. Yeah, yeah. Number five, the COVID nineteen vaccine turned me into a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That is not true. It says that is not on that this list. Is what it says it says it's okay to post about your vaccine side effects, but Facebook does not allow claims about side effects that are incredulous or irrational. 
So that's irrational, I guess, to say that it turned you into a monkey. <laughs> Unless it did, then... It's just silly. Number six, COVID-19 is no more dangerous than the flu. Number seven, the coronavirus is actually a bioweapon. Number eight, this herbal remedy will prevent COVID-19. So any herbal, herbal remedy, you're not allowed to post about that. Number nine, do you know COVID-19 was actually patented or predicted many years ago? <laughs> That that's kind of, I mean, that might Event not be two hundred one. Yeah, untrue. Number, number ten. No, no, they talk about like there were patents and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that I've I've seen that. The COVID nineteen vaccine causes infertility. Well, can't say that one. Yeah, even if it's true, you can't say it. But we number, don't know. That's the thing. There's they no, don't they know. Don't tell you either way. Yeah. Number eleven. Face mask don't help prevent prevent the spread of COVID nineteen. Content that discourages mask wearing is banned, including posts that say that face masks are connected to five G technology, that masks can make the wearer sick, or that health authorities do not recommend that healthy people wear masks. Who is saying the face masks are connected to five G technology? Like the coronavirus. That yes, makes no sense. I mean, five G might make you sick, like satellites make you sick. Yeah. Maybe, but and masks might make you sick. Yeah. Yeah, they might because there's, I mean, Fauci even says that. Fauci even says that months ago. Crazy. And finally, number twelve: hospitals kill patients to increase their COVID their COVID numbers and to get more money. Uh, this is not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, a uh, lot of I, these, I, a lot of these are are, are skirting around are things worth, that were kind of. Threads worth pulling on. Yeah. I, I found that interesting. They gave those specific examples for us. I believe that wraps it up for today's show, unless you have anything, Monica. Well, I've got some shout outs. I always love to recognize our fantastic supporters, our newest patron, Matthew. Thank you so much for answering the call. And we have some top supporters from who've been with us for a long time, Michael B, ML, Patrick H, and Renee. And I wanted to uh, read a shout out from Shannon. He says, I would like to say thank you to Andrew S and Stella Q. The wood staining advice they gave works great. I think we witnessed that in DPP, right? The disappearing yeah. patron party where people chit chat on the mm-hmm. sidelines and they really connect. It's such a fun community. That's why I really like this shout out. Shannon also says, I-, I thank you to Monica and Brad for lighting the fire that is now becoming our homestead. I did not know that we were instrumental in Shannon's awesome. big move. It- Shannon, I, and then I want to follow Shannon's lead. He says, because of your show, I had no more excuses to be lazy and not take control where I could. So he is somebody who is forging out into the wilderness and he gave me a little hat tip or a little heads up on some places that seem kind of cool and I'm going to investigate some cheap land in a place that isn't touched by the uh, the sustainable, you know, I, I don't want to live in a smart city. So yeah. let's see where I can live and where they're chicken friendly, that kind of thing. So Shannon's a guide right back at me anyway. So many thanks, Shannon, for a great shout out. And thanks to Andrew and Stella for being a, a good member of the community. Yes. Thank you. Great, great community. Great information. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we release every time we release a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. 
or in the patron 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.